0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Today we'll finish up our series on 2 Timothy. Our text is 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Let us pray. Almighty God, we want our lives to mean something. We want to finish well. We want to make a difference. But Lord, sometimes we put that off until later. Help us today. Help us this day to go out and live in such a way that honors you, that pours our life out for you, that we may too keep the faith. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I love those words. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Who wouldn't want to finish well? We want to come to the end of our lives with no regrets, knowing that our lives meant something. We want to finish well. I used this text for both my parents' funerals, and there were appropriate words for them. They both lived their whole lives in service to the church. They worked in, as Sunday school teachers. My mom was a musician for the church. Uh, they were both leaders in the church. They poured out their lives in ministry through various different things. They were incredibly faithful to their families, supporting the four of us boys throughout our. In, throughout their entire lives, they were deeply committed to Christ. I witnessed their faith around the breakfast table morning after morning after morning and in the way that they treated others. And so I felt very confident at their funeral and saying those words that I have, uh, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept faith. My folks did that. Uh, I see that in other people as well. My former professor and the former associate pastor here at Forest Lake comes to mind, a guy named David Thompson. Now, David is still living the life, but he seems to be finishing well. He retired from ministry, and I I hear stories of him baptizing people in the Gulf of Mexico. I read stories of him befriending prisoners. Uh, Not long ago, I believe he took a homeless alcoholic on a boat ride just so so he could share the love of Jesus I watch him from a distance doing the things that Jesus did and and I think that's what retirement ought to be like. That's what I would love for my retirement to look like. Uh, he seems to be finishing well and I want to finish well also. I want to believe at the end of life someone can say those words of me. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. If they can say that to me when all this is over, then it's been a good life. But I'm convinced it won't happen by accident. If they're going to be honest about me at the end of life and say those things, it won't be by accident. In fact, ideally, finishing well should not be a last-minute decision. I know people come to faith late in life, and God honors that, but if we really want to finish well, it's not something to put off. Uh, I remember freshman chemistry here at the university of Alabama. Uh, I breezed through my high school experience with very little study. I made, I made good grades without having to work hard. Uh, high school was easy for me, but when I moved to college, the, the study load, the workload was a real adjustment to me and I didn't shift to that very well. Freshman chemistry is an excellent example. Uh, I expected it to be easy. I expected to make good grades just for being me, I guess. So I neglected weekly readings. I skipped way too many lectures. Uh, But then as, as a test would approach, it was time to get serious, and I would spend 25 to 30 hours over one weekend cramming for the test, trying to cram all of that information I had ignored into my mind so that I would be prepared for the test. Well, you might imagine those tests, did not go well. Freshman chemistry was a rude awakening. But it occurs to me sometimes we approach our lives in the very same way. We're preoccupied with financial and career goals. We want to make it to the top of the heap. We want to make lots of money so we can buy lots of stuff. In the meantime, we might spend too little time being present with family and good friends We put off things that matter until a later date. I've heard people tell me that that faith seems like an important thing, but they don't have time for it now. They'll get around to it later. We put off what matters until later and somehow hope that we will still finish well. Well, cramming was not the best approach for freshman chemistry, and cramming is not the best choice for life. The way we live our lives today will probably shape the way we finish. What we do today will probably impact what the preacher can say about us at our funerals. It's a cumulative effect. Uh, I learned this with uh, with an experience with my son Michael. Uh, I came home uh, one day after he was uh, after he was an adult driving a car and. And he asked me a question, he said, Dad, what's the little genie light mean on the dashboard? And I said, What do you mean? He said, The genie lamp, what does it mean? Well, he was talking about the oil uh the low oil pressure light on his dash. And I said, Well, son, you're low on oil. Have you checked it lately? And he said, No. And so we went out and looked at it and he had run the car uh just about dry. I was I was embarrassed that I had done such a poor job in teaching him to better maintain his car. So we went down to a local store and, and uh, began buying quarts of oil to put in it. First, I knew the dipstick was dry. I knew it needed two quarts. So I got two quarts and put them in and checked it again. Still no good. A third quart and still no good. A fourth quart and we finally got up to full. And, and so I, I showed him what to do and encouraged him. You've got to keep this up. You've got to make sure that you do this routine maintenance. Well, the very next day he was driving to work over in Atlanta and on the interstate in Atlanta his engine blew and he called me kind of mad said dad I, uh, we changed the oil yesterday what's going on why did it blow today and I said well son you can't neglect it you can't neglect it for months and then do the right thing at the very end and expect different results and so we replaced an engine But a delayed oil change could not undo the effects of miles of neglect. Delaying our lives now cannot be undone by a few good choices later on. Our choices today are determining what our futures will look like. That fact might be a little scary for some of us. Maybe we've not always made the best decisions. Maybe we don't want to finish like we started. I know that there are too many times that I placed career over family. There are too many times when I judged people that I should have welcomed. When I pushed people away that Christ was inviting, probably several of us, maybe most of us, have a few regrets. Even Paul was one of those. Paul certainly had his regrets. Remember, he started out persecuting the church. When he said to Timothy, I have kept the faith, he wasn't talking about those years. Something had to change. So there are regrets, but guilt doesn't help. It does no good for us to beat ourselves up over the stuff we've done or over the things that we failed to do. When faced with failures from the past, I suggest three things. Confess. Admit those failures. Number two, repent. Now, repenting means make concrete changes to do things better going forward. And then third, forgive ourselves. We've got to let ourselves off the hook so that we can be free to move on. In fact, I'd like to pray for us right now. Just a prayer of confession, repentance, and forgiveness. Let's pray. Almighty God, we've all made our mistakes. We have left undone the things that you called us to do, and we've done the things that you told us not to do. Lord, we confess those to you. Right now in our hearts, we admit our mistakes. And Lord, with the help of your Holy Spirit, we commit ourselves to living differently now, to choosing the way of love for you and for others. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness, and we ask for your help in forgiving ourselves. Set us free from guilt so that we can move ahead in love and faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we can't undo the past, that's for sure, but we can start today to finish well. We can live today so that at the end we can say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We can start that journey right now, today. And the key is in our text for today. I am already being poured out like a drink offering. Paul finished well because his life was poured into his calling to take good news to the Gentiles. He knew why he was on the planet, and he devoted his life to that purpose. He poured himself into the one thing that God had called him to do, and he finished well. Just as surely as God called Paul, though, God is also calling you. Finishing well means discovering your calling, discovering why you're on the planet, and pouring yourself into that one thing. You know, occasionally, I have asked youth groups to write their own obituaries. It sounds morbid, I know, but it can be a life changing experience. And the younger we do that, the better, really. We should think about the end game while we're young enough to do something about it. And so I'll have them write their own obituaries. I encourage you, try it. Take some time this afternoon or this week and sit down and write out what you hope the preacher can say about you at your funeral. What things do you hope are said? Do you hope that the preacher says, oh, he was a workaholic, or, oh, she kept a clean house, or "Or they made lots of money? Or do you want to hear that they loved that you loved people deeply? That you were a friend to the left out. That you demonstrated God's love to everyone around. I've been told that we should live our lives so that the preacher doesn't have to lie at our funerals. So what do you want the preacher to honestly say? Your desired obituary, obituary will probably not happen by accident or as a result of last minute cramming. So today, this morning, today... Right now, live the life that you want to be remembered for. Live the life that you want to be remembered for. So that near the end, you can say, I have kept the faith. Amen.